the lights, eh? Do you wish to test your worth, eh? What the fuck is that? Oh, well, it seems to be another construct. It's a big one. Well, somebody talk to him? I'm not quite sure what he wants us to do. So what's your name? I am the local user chaperone and activity supervisor, eh? Lucas, for short, eh? Lucas, may we pass? Yes, all acolytes are able to test their worth in the trial, eh? Trial could be fun. Well, well, hold on a second. What is what is the trial? This room is designed for preparing yourself to enter inside the portal, eh? What is this portal? I do not remember what is inside, eh? Well, that's fine. We're not all worthy. Are you the thing that's getting mutilated? Are you part of the trial? I have gone inside, yes, eh? I was designed to test the boundaries and foregoings of this trial, eh? I was tested multiple times, which caused the damage you see to my body, eh? That sounds terrible. Why do you not remember things? My master, who created me, removed my memories once I had completed the task at hand, eh? Sounds easy. Hmm. If there's anyone that is humble Uh. (laughs) and is solid as I, and I'm going to walk in. You are not worthy. This will be your eternal slumber. Unless you accept the punishment, I now administer you. Rest here forever, or... Roll a d20. 16. Rest here forever, or lose your left ear. Well, now, let's talk about this. Are you still there? Hello? Fiddlesticks. Okay, I I will cut my ear off. Yeah! <laughs> so whenever you go to cut your ear off, you pull at your ear and you get the dagger ready. And like all of a sudden you don't hold, you're not holding your ear anymore. It's just gone. It's almost like it's sensed that you were really going to cut off your ear. And then you pop out the portal. Fuck! What, what happened? I'll remove my hand. <laughs> <laughs> and we enter. Finch, as you enter the haze. You are not worthy. This will be your eternal slumber, unless you accept the punishment I now administer you. Rest here forever, or... Ventral D20 for me. 12. Rest here forever, or lose your left eye. But I carried the sword and the shield. The shield that which protects. I'm going to just try and let out, like, the most guttural warrior, like, scream that I can, and then cut out my eye. Okay. So you let out a scream... And you take a dagger and you get ready to cut out your eye. And then instantly you pop back out the portal and your eye is gone. Your left eye is gone. Uh, It's his eye. It's his eye, isn't it? It's his eye. It's my eye. Maybe we're all just not tall enough. Don't go in, Keth. It's not worth it. Not yet. Not until we understand it better. No one else should go in. Why does Keth not think he is worthy? I am worthy. Go and show them. Fine, I will show you. And I'll storm into the uh, I'm portal. Get you! <laughs> you are not worthy. <laughs> <laughs> this will be your eternal slumber unless you accept the punishment I now administer you. Rest here forever or roll a d20 for me, Kev. 12. <laughs> he says rest here forever or lose your left eye. <laughs> and I'll immediately do it and gouge out my eye. And as soon as you go to gouge out your eye, you pop out the portal and you don't have a left eye. Keth, what happened? He wasn't worthy. I wasn't worthy. Is there anything you can do or any way that you can help me get through this portal? There is nothing I can do to help you with the trial of the portal, eh? You are either worthy or you're not, eh? How does one resolve their self to the path of humility? I do not know, eh. What is the power? I do not remember what is inside, eh. Do you want to go in again? 
I have no programming to go back inside, eh? I think it might be broke. I'm going to walk up to the portal. Okay. So Felomir's walking up to the portal. I I'm not worthy. And then I'm going to walk in. You are not worthy. This will be your turtle solver unless you accept the punishment I now administer you. Rest here forever or roll a 20. Two. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> your staff gets broken in half. Oh, no. Oh, God. Rest here forever or change your race. Oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what are the implications of oh, this? Man. How would you even do? I mean, I'm not worthy. It goes silent. Oh, okay. Guess I'll change my race. <laughs> <laughs> How? What do you do? As you mentally prepare yourself that you're going to be a different person, you pop out the portal and you are a. What have you done with Falmir? Kath, wait. I know what it looks like, but it's me. What, it's who? Kath, calm down. Oh my it's God. It's Falmir. I am, I am not a monster. I am a tiefling. I don't know. I'm going to walk out of the room. Yeah, sure. Where are you going? I'll follow her. I don't know. I think we should just keep exploring and see if we find anything. Let's go look at this other door. Yep, yeah, I'm down with that. I just, I don't, something's wrong. I just, I feel like wrong. I'm just drained or something. I don't know. Well, you look old. You look real old. I've always been old. Do we need to rest? What is this rest? Oh, yeah. And then I'm going to start, like, <laughs> dozing off. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, my God. That was fucking perfect. <laughs> Thelomir just falls asleep. That's he, like, great. blackout falls asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all feel safe here, so you take a long rest and uh, get all your stuff back. I'm going to use Mage Hand on this door and see if I can open it. All right. So you cast Mage Hand and send the hand over and grab the door and you turn the knob and it opens up. Oh, come on. A very large skull with red eyes lingers in the air, shortly lo looking down at the ground. Green flames erupt from the skull and the eyes glow a fierce red. Give me initiatives. Um, so I'm just going to go ahead and not worry about moving because I can take the shot. So I'm going to go ahead and just do another uh, crossbow. All right. That's a uh, 30. 30's, 30's a hit. 17 damage, David. 17 damage. You aim the crossbow and you kind of like rest it right above Doris' head. And you see the three of them and kind of split to the side just for a moment. And the bolt flies through all of them and they kind of like close the gap. The flames fall What was that thing? Is it just a skull now? Yeah, it's just like a, it's just a skull now. I'm going to inspect it. Yeah, right. I'll approach. All right, you approach it. It looks like a human skull. I'm going to look where, um, at the painting that it melted off of. You look at the painting and it's just a blank canvas. Like straight up white? Just straight up white I'm blank canvas. touch the canvas. All right, you touch the canvas and it is, just feels like canvas. Interesting. Well, now what? Well, we must decide which direction we'll go. Is there anything straight? At, you're at the crossroads. You look left and right. You look to the left and you see a series of doors on both the left and right side. Three on the left, three on the right. And then at the end of this hallway, which is about 30 feet long, it takes a left, 
and straight, you see that there is about a 20-foot hallway that takes a left. So on the left and right, you have doors. Forward, you have a left turn about 20 feet ahead. Shoot. Someone just keep up with the directions because I have a feeling where he's going to try and make us get lost. I got it. Um, as we're, as I approach this crossroads and see the multiple branching paths, I'm going to pull out a sheet of parchment and begin drawing a makeshift map. Well, there appears to be doors on either side if we choose to go left or right, and ahead is just a hallway. That is correct. Those um, must be the classrooms. Maybe we'll find something in there that's worthy of our time. Should we <laughs> explore? Uh, yeah, I say we investigate these doors. All right, I will go left. So you'll go left? All right, so you got three doors on your right, three doors on your left. Okay, I'm going to approach whichever one comes first. That would technically be the one on the right because it's like five feet in front of the next one, so. Okay, um, I'm just going to approach it slowly and kind of put my ear up to the door. All right, so you put your ear up to the door and you don't hear anything inside. Sorry, Doroth. Huh? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say? Huh? <laughs> um, are I'm going to wink at Y'all talking to me? <laughs> <laughs> Are these doors labeled at all? Uh, no, none of these doors are labeled. Okay. Um, I am going to use Mage Hand to open the door. Okay, so you're going to use Mage Hand to open the door. This 15 by 15 foot room is set up as a classroom. Torches light up the area as soon as the door is opened. There is a desk with chalkboards on the far wall. Bookshelves that are not fully stocked on the left wall. Four desks for students face the chalkboards in a square formation. In the back right corner, you see a construct in a bent-over stance. The construct seems to be modeled like Lucas, more than like the shield guardians at the front door. The construct looks like a shield guardian and not like Lucas, you said? No, it looks like Lucas, not like a shield guardian. Okay, I'll kind of um, look around and uh, walk in a few steps. Hello? You walk in and say hello, and nothing happens. Okay, I'll approach the construct. Okay. Uh, do you want to give me an investigation check? Uh, 13. With a 13, you, and you inspecting the construct specifically, you notice that there's like a, like a soot-like residue all over the construct. Okay. So the four of y'all just like standing at the doorway of the classroom looking in. I like oh, to I'll think. walk in. Yeah, I'm going in and I want to inspect the teacher's desk. Oh, man, I thought we were going to do that cool, like, head stack thing. <laughs> uh, Kath, did you say you're walking in, too? Yeah, I would, I would follow Astra. Okay, so you're going to follow her to the construct? Yeah. And then, Felomir, you want to look at the teacher's desk? Yes. Finch? I would also probably end up going to the construct, I think. Okay, and then, Doroth? I will walk in and make an immediate right and start exploring that. Okay. Basically you, the back right corner of the, or front right corner. Of the, the front room. right. Okay. Yeah. The front right corner pretty much has nothing in it. There's okay. nothing there at all. But the left side has bookshelves. There's desk and then a teacher's desk and a construct in the back right. Okay. I'll just be wandering around the desks okay. and stuff. So Astra, at, after you realize about the soot, Finch and Keth walk up next to you. Uh, Felomir, give me investigation check. Ten. Okay, so there are no significant items or anything on the desk, but as you're looking at the desk, you take a look at the chalkboards. Uh, the chalkboards still have writing on them. Felomir, as you're looking at the chalkboards, Asher, Keth, and Finch. I just want to kind of touch the construct and 
like touch the soot substance and kind of just ponder over it. Yeah, it just kind of rubs off of the plating of the construct, like leaving like a finger swipe through dust. Taking a note from the two that we fought earlier, I kind of just kind of try and see if I can see cracks between like whatever like knee joints or thigh, no. hip, like. Can I see the what is underneath the oh, armor? Oh, like the inner workings? You know? yeah. yeah, yeah. You can see, like, wiring and stuff in, in, inside of it. Nothing that's just like, oh, my God, what's that? No. Okay. okay. I'll uh, I'll knock on his head and say, hello, metal man, are you there? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he Nothing happens with that. I think he's broke. At that, I'm going to see if I can figure out, like, what would be powering the construct. Uh, constructs are usually powered by magic. Some oh. sort of arcane source inside of them. I wonder what this is. I'll look at my knuckles from when I, where I knocked on the, the head of it. Uh, is it covering like the full body? Yeah, like there's residue all over it. And then I'll, I'll rub it off and uh, it's like soot. I'm gonna look above the construct to see if anything had fallen down onto it. No, it, nothing. Nothing's on the ceiling above. Felomir, you overhear them talking about the residue. Give me a arcana or history check, depending on whichever one you prefer, for the chalkboard. Ten. So with all the talk about the realms and the planes and knowing that this is a planar learning facility, it seems that what's on the chalkboard is basically like the rocket science behind creating a portal, and the residue on the construct is probably from them testing a construct pushing them through the portal. Okay. Um, at that point, I will walk over to the construct okay. and say, oh, well, this, this residue here seems to be some sort of remnant from a portal, I would think. I mean, based on what I can see on the chalkboard, they were studying how to make portals in here. Maybe they were using this as sort of like a test dummy. Hmm. Hmm. Um, also, when I'm over there, I would like to inspect the construct. Is it injured? Like in the same way that Lucas was? Like, is it missing any? No, it's not. It's just kind of disabled. It's just disabled and just has the soot all over it. Does it still have like the cylinder head too? It does, yes. Okay. But this one has like all of its fingers, all of its hands, all of its limbs. This one's like fully constructed and doesn't look like destroyed other than the fact that it has soot all over it. Um, Is there any other, is there any residue in any other parts of the room? No. Okay. So I, I couldn't determine like what where they were making the portal or anything like that. Correct. Okay. Yeah, it just seems like a test dummy to me. Hmm. Well, there's four more rooms on this hallway. Maybe we should go check another one. Well, there's five, but I agree. Oh. Yeah, it seems like there's a lot in this place. We should try to cover some ground, I think. So you step back into the hallway? Anyone guiding? Anyone want to take charge here? Um, I'll I'll step out and say I guess let's split up and explore the rest of the room separately, and I'll use Mage Hand to un- to open all of the doors. Okay, so you just unlock all the doors, or open all the doors on this hallway. Okay, so yeah, you cast Mage Hand and just kind of move it through the hallway and open, like turn the doorknobs of each one of them, let them click open, just kind of like barely open. So I guess we'll start with you, Astra. There's three on the left, two on the right. Um, I'll start on the one like closest across the hall. Okay. So, Astra, you go into room H. In this room, there are shelves of random assortment of goods. Rare goods. From what you can tell, they are non-organic crafting components. There is also a single wooden crate with potions in it. Do I know what any of this is, maybe? Uh, you can give me an arcana check. 18. Yeah, there, I mean, a lot of it is just 
components. So you know that before, back in the day, before the equilibrium, uh, before the thing of life force, that people used material components along with a some sort of item, like a, a wand, an arcane-focused item, to cast spells. And that's no longer needed today because you have life force. Gotcha. So in that sense, this is kind of useless? I wouldn't say useless. They're rare goods. Okay. Is it enough? Like, how much is it? Would it be easily easy for me to carry all of it? It's or? a 10 by 10 room with several shelves. So, okay. no, you wouldn't be able to carry it all. Hmm. But there is the crate of potions. Okay. Um, I'll inspect that. How many potions are there? So, you pull the crate off of the shelf and take a look inside. There are a total of 14 potions. Uh, there are six lesser healing potions, two regular healing potions, two greater healing potions, one supreme. Oh, Ooh, shit. The supreme okay, potion. All right. Two potions of invisibility that match pretty much the same. The way you can tell that that's what they are is because you've had invisibility potions before. Invisible. Yeah. Um, and then the last potion is a potion of greater resistance. Thought there was going to be like a, a final healing potion. Okay. Um, well, I will definitely put those on my person. Okay. I'll just keep exploring the room. That was the first two rooms on the left and right. So we'll go with you next, Keth. So do you want to do one, two, three, or four? Uh, let's do three. All right. So you go to room D. Uh, is that the one on the left or the right of the hallway? That's the one on the right of the hallway. Okay. Like the, That's the next one on the right. So there are three on the right, three on the left. This is door two on the right. It's next door to the classroom. Yes. Inside this door, Kath, is a 15 by 15 foot room. There are two circular tables with chairs on the left and right side of the door. The walls are covered in bookshelves and are stocked full of books. All right, so I'll go to the bookcase and just kind of look through and see if there's anything that... Okay, give me an investigation check. No. <laughs> Three. Okay. Uh, so one thing you do notice as you step into the room... You don't know anything about these books. You're just kind of clumsily looking around at mm -hmm. everything. But weirdly, the tables are like really close to the door instead of like spread out in the room. You designing your mansion, you don't think this is very good etiquette at all. I'll, uh, I'll look at the tables. Anything, does it look like there's a reason that they're set like this? Not that you can tell. I'm going <laughs> to... I'm gonna move the table to where I think it should be. Okay, so let's uh, let's map that out. <laughs> there is not some greater meaning behind this. <laughs> so yeah, just for you listeners, I've put a three by three grid on the on the table, and I've got a table on the bottom left and the bottom right near the door, and Keth is standing between the tables. Where are the shelves at? They're all around the room. I would move them back one square each. I think. Okay. Now you, now you can sit on three sides of it. Yeah. So now now with the circular tables in the center of each wall, you can sit on both sides of it. And then I'll just kind of look around and yeah, All right. walk out. So we'll go to the next <laughs> door. <laughs> There's one door on the right, two doors on the left. I'm going to the last door that is on the right. That's before the, uh, the hallway. All right. So you open up this 10 by 10 room. And it has five shells lining it from top to bottom all around the room. There are a number of just wondrous items all along the shelves. <sighs> there is a one foot gap of empty space between each item. 
Looking around, you see maybe a hundred different, very ornate looking items from wands to scepters to boots and gloves of various a number of things. Uh, a huge grin will uh, circumvent my face almost all the way around. <laughs> and uh, I will start to look at these items, specifically some wands. So you step into the room? Yes. When you step into the room, give me a wisdom save. Good God. All right. Cool. 18. As you step into the room, you hear a high-pitched screech. And then a low, booming voice underneath. Curse you. Curse you, thief. Now, hold on a second. These are my prized possessions. You cannot have them. You take 13 psychic damage as this thing is like screaming at you in your head. Now give me a d20 roll. Seven. All right, everybody give me initiatives. Uh, you, what the hell? You are stunned and fall forward into the room. The screeching and the yelling from this man is just going on your head as you're prone and stunned on the ground. 22. 14. Nine. 13. 23. Y'all hear Dorth scream out in pain and then just go quiet. And then you hear a thump. That's all y'all hear. And it is Finch's turn. Dorth, no! I'll get down on a knee and take so, a crossbow shot as quickly as possible. At what? At whatever may have hurt him. Nah, you, like... <laughs> you, run, you run over to the door and you look inside. You just see Dorth like face first in the, like, in the archway of the door. In the in the room, mm-hmm. you look around the room quickly, but don't see anything. I want to swing my crossbow kind of wildly back from left to right as I delay my turn, just okay. like looking for something to shoot it at. All right, uh, we're at the at Astra. So we heard Doroth scream. That was all. You heard Doroth scream and, and then, then a, a thump as he hit the ground, and that's it. You didn't hear a screech. You didn't hear any voice. Nothing. Well, I guess I'm going to approach the door. Okay, you're going over to where Finch is, who's like aiming a crossbow wildly in the room <laughs> trying to find a target. What happened? <laughs> Dorth, what happened? Dorth spe- does not speak. Uh, because you don't know what to do, I'm going to go to Kath. All right, I'll uh, run out of the room that I'm in and into that room with my halberd drawn. And I'll look around at them and say, <laughs> what? what happened? <laughs> you see Dorth <laughs> on the ground in an empty room. <laughs> And that's it. If anyone asks me what happened, I'm going to go, Dorth, what happened? <laughs> uh, fellow Mir, it's your turn. <laughs> I'll run over. <laughs> this is the classic head. Yeah. Now this is our it. heads are stacking on top of each other around the corner. And I will uh, peek into the doorway. And you see Dorth on face first in the ground, planking, basically. Can we say that my body, like, shudders a little bit? Sure. <laughs> like, all right. What happened? <laughs> oh my god. Okay. And all hold on, hold on. Wait, are you doing something? I was going to approach Dorith. So you're going to walk into the room? Correct. All right, give me a wisdom save. 20. As you step into the room, you feel a little lightheaded, but feel no effect. <sighs> Stupid horns. And then I'll bend down and I guess try to pick Dorith up. Okay, yeah, you easily pick him up, but I'm going to stop your turn there because you're like questioning it in your head. Uh, Dorth, it's your turn. That screeching and that yelling is still going on in your head. What are you doing to me, Dave? And you take 21 psychic damage. 
uh, as you pick Doroth up, he just starts like spazzing almost like in a, a a seizure kind of way. And his like you look at his face and he's just like wide eyed, mouth open, and just stunned. Uh, something's wrong with Doroth. Get him out of here. Get him out of the room. I guess I'll bring him out into the hallway. Yeah, I'll just let you have that. You get him out of the hallway and the Doroth, you feel instantly back to your normal self, except for the damage. <gasps> what happened? What? Oh, I, um, yeah, don't go in that room. Why? Because it's, he called me a thief. And then he started screaming at me and I don't know what happened after that. Who? I don't know. Someone, a voice, a guy. I don't feel so good. You don't look so good. You don't look so good either. Rude. Hey, follow me. There's a room full of books back there with your name on it. Uh, there's a lot of books around here. I'm going to heal Dorith real quick. All right. Please. Assuming he needs it. Yes, I'm he does. at three HP. Oh. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll do a level two cure wounds. Let me get that seven HP. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's plus ten, right? No, it's plus, it's five. plus five. Level two is two D eight plus five. Not one D eight plus five, then one D eight plus five. It's two D eight plus five. Yeah. So that's seven. Let me get that seven. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Thank you, Astra. Astra I... makes things okay sometimes. <laughs> I appreciate it, Astra, but I think I'm pretty sufficient at this. I also real quick want to Use cure wounds. <laughs> All right. So yeah, you use cure wounds on yourself. Dorth makes things better. So, as Astra and Dorth are kind of like working on his wounds, Keth, Finch, and Felomir, you're looking in the room where he went, and uh, did you roll a one? I rolled a I rolled a six plus one, which is a seven. <laughs> Keth, Finch, and Felomir, you're looking in the room to see like what maybe happened to him. There's just a bunch of treasure in the room, and. Did you don't see anything? Did any of us actually cross like the threshold into this room Felomir when we were did. coming up? Felomir did, and he was fine. Yes, you felt woozy, but then you felt you kind That's of like true. shrugged off. Okay, the rest of us were like at the door frame, Correct. looking in. Okay, now Dorth, you said something spoke to you when he entered this room. Absolutely, yes. It was like a disembodied voice, and it accused me of being a thief, which I was not. And then there was the screaming, and it didn't stop. Hmm. Would I be able to discern that as a magical effect? You think it's a magical trap, yes. Okay. Well, it seems to me like the room may be trapped in some way. I don't care. I'm not going back in there. I don't care how cool those wands were. Can you overturn spells and or magic of this sort, Elmir? Uh, Well, it's possible to do, but I can't do it. Just get me one of those wands. I'm going to stand up after helping Doroth <laughs> as little as I could <laughs> and um, just kind of look through, look at the room and yeah. spot a wand. Sure, there's one. And I'm going to use Mage Hand to see if I can remove it from the room. All right, so as you cast Mage Hand and cross it through the archway, it disappears. It just disappears? Yeah, the Mage Hand just goes away. Oh, the, the Mage Hand disappears, okay. Felomir is in the room, right? Well, I went back out of the yeah, room. Yeah, he brought oh, okay. you out. Okay. I'll uh, walk back up to the doorway. Okay. And take a step inside. All right. You step inside. Give me another wisdom safe. 13. You hear that screech and that yell of a man. You take 12 psychic damage and you fall stunned. 
Give me a d20 roll. This is a bad room. <laughs> Four. You fall into the room. I would... Stunned and spazzing. Uh, eat poor soul. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to, if, if I can, be the first responder to uh, okay. Felomir and just immediately try and reach in and just drag him out. So you're not... just like going to grab his ankles? Yeah. yeah I would gonna, I'm going to try and not bring myself into the room, but if I have to, I'm also going to not worry about it. I'm, I'm more concerned about my friend. Yeah, I was, I was making a point to enter the room as, like, just as close to the door as possible. Yeah. To see if something would yeah. happen. Yeah, I mean, it, you immediately feel this effect. Like, he was really close to the archway as well. Yeah. Uh, you grab his ankles and you easily just pull him out. And uh, you are no longer stunned. And you don't hear the screaming voice in your head. Uh, mm, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's definitely a trap. Okay, I'm just going to close the door. <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't seem worth it, guys. But the wands! Uh, I can't. I tried to use Mage Hand to grab you one, but it it didn't work. I think it. It's a type of magic. Illusion. <laughs> oh, the, no. Illusion, <laughs> they call it. <laughs> Whatever. I'm just not going back in there. But, Felomir, I was going to tell you I found this room of very. <laughs> Felomir, we found all these rooms. <laughs> what are you telling me? I don't give a shit. Well, you have fucking horns here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you're interested, but the room I explored had very rare magical components that, I mean, I I can't carry them all, but you have a, a pocket library. Maybe you could, I mean, if, if you find some use of it, maybe we could take these things. Well, as, as long as there's not a crazy voice in that room, I'm sure there's something useful. No, there there wasn't any voice. Uh, it seemed pretty safe in there. Um, I also found a huge crate of potions... I went ahead and grabbed those because I, you know, I can carry those. Uh, we've got some healing, some invisibility. Uh, excuse me, did you say healing? Potions? Uh, yeah, did you need one? No, I'm just asking for my health. <laughs> well, don't forget, do you still have your own potions? I mean, I thought I'm going, not that I'm going to <laughs> hold hey, on to you these. know what? Don't make, don't let him make you feel bad about this. This selfish little halfling over here, okay? <laughs> Everything wow. is about him. This school is tearing us apart. Wow. <laughs> it's said, okay to have a potion to yourself, Deidre. <laughs> she said use your own potions. No, I, I just All asked right. if you had any more. I mean. For your information, yes, I do. <laughs> Two greater healing potions to to, to carry me f- through the rest of the darkness, but yes, I will use one. Well, I figure right you know now. I'm a cleric, so I might as well hang on to all the potions, right? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> and distribute as needed, as rationally needed. I will aggressively drink one of my healing potions. <laughs> Takes it back like a shot. All right, a greater yes. healing potion is forty-four plus four. Yes. Um, Felomir and Finch, y'all didn't get to explore a room yet. I was going to offer that next. Uh, there are the two doors on the left. Now, look, this place is huge. There's a lot of rooms. All of them have something interesting in them. Let's let's explore these last two in this hallway and then see what we can grab and utilize that'll be useful. Oh, and as you're at the door that Doroth had chosen, you look down that left turn and you see another door right there on the right, and it looks like the hallway zigzags. All right, and after I say that, I'm just going to go to... The door immediately behind me. The last one on the left. Okay. And so enter it. Room F. Uh, as you open up this room, it's another supply room that has a bunch of flask and powders and dried herbs and parts of animals and other various materials. 
all alchemic and chemistry-like materials. All right, I'm going to investigate the room. As you investigate the room, there's really nothing to find unless you want any kind of herbs or flask or parts of animals or anything like that. No, not off the top of my head. Okay. So I'll return. Uh, and then Fitch, were you going to take the last door while he was doing that? I might as well. All right. So as you look in the last door, this is another supply room. This one has a bunch of jewels and metals and ores and rocks and crystals. I'll inspect and whatever I think looks the most expensive, I'll pocket. All right. We'll say you find like five diamonds. And then y'all gather back at the room where Doroth and Keth and Astra are sitting, waiting for y'all. And... Well, I found a bunch of alchemical ingredients, flasks, powders, leaves. Hmm. Uh, no, no real use to me. If anyone needs coin or jewels, or if we want to fill your library up as a bank, there's plenty of uh, goods in this room. And I'll kind of, you know, yank my head that way. And we know what's in Doroth's. We don't need to go into it. Astra has bunch of magical components. And what was in yours, Keth? Books! A lot of books. Books? Well? Well, there's there's this door, and I'll make the, the left. So you open up the door right there on the right from your wondrous items door? Yes. When you open up this door, you see a 20 by 25 foot room. It has an animal-like musk kind of like removed from the room and like fill your senses. And then inside, there are cages of various sizes. There is an area near the door of a small five-foot sand pit and a wooden post with a chain attached to it in the center. The the chain is sitting limp. Oh, no. I'm going to look at the cages. Okay. Uh, You want to give me an investigation check? 14. You kind of walk around the room and look at the cages. They are all empty and don't show any sort of... uh, like, there's no skeletons, if that's what you're thinking. Like, they abandon animals here. It's all just empty cages, and there's probably, like, some fur or something, like, left behind, but it looks like they evacuated the room beforehand. Hmm. Was there anything further in the room? That's all you find, yes. Okay. I'm going to turn back. Uh, looks like they used to keep animals back here. I don't know. I just know I don't like cages. So Doroth comes strolling out of the door. Out of game, I have a speak with animals. It's a 10-minute spell. Okay. Uh, Is that like a radius thing, or is it like pick an animal and that's who I can speak with? I believe it's a self, like a self-cast spell, and if you interact with an animal, then you are able to communicate with it. Like, it doesn't, like, locate animals near you. Yeah, okay. It's just that it lasts for, like, an hour, I think, and if you end up communicating with an animal during that time, you can understand them. All these rooms are a bust. We have to go back to the stupid door that kills us. Uh, not true. <laughs> not, not at all true. Um, I'll walk in and look at the cages and investigate. All right, Asher, you walk into the room and you investigate the cages. I will join her. All right. What's your investigation? Five. I lied, two. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I'll do it then. So, eight. All right. You look around the room and also don't see anything that matters. Look, guys, there's nothing in here. You look down the hallway at the zigzag, and it goes on for about 40 feet. There's one doorway on the right, and then it's a dead end. Oh, another door. Start walking towards it. Why not? All right. So, you walk towards the door, Finch, and then you open it up. Sure. Dude, this better be the A door. It is. This is Dore. Yeah. As you enter this room, a breath of fresh air fills your lungs and colored light shor- shortly blinds you. 
It is a bright sunlight pouring out of the room, and everything in the area isn't the color of green anymore. The flooring is a soft, lush green grass. When you get inside, you see a magical, artificially produced greenhouse-style room. Flower beds and trays line the walls and tables of the 15 by 25 foot room. There's a large variety of plants throughout this room, hundreds you could estimate. It smells of fresh and warm air. If you'd like, you can get any plant you wish and need. Okay, so let me just go over this real quick. There's a greenhouse inside this room, or this room is a greenhouse? This room is a magically, artificially created greenhouse. Okay. Um, It's like a little magical biodome inside this dungeon. So tell us, Dave, what kind of artificially crafted plants are there for us to take? There's a trinity leaf in there. Are there flowers? (laughs) Ooh, I'm getting a trinity leaf. (laughs) Ooh. I've had a long day. Yes, there are flowers, Dory. Just regular old, like, daffodils and lilies and roses. Ooh. Uh, I want to walk in. Okay. And take the flower out of my hair and take a lily and put it in my hair. All right. So was that flower somehow magically preserved this whole time? or was No, it, just... it was dead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm switching it out. It dried and looks nice. Well, it's, yeah. it's cold. <laughs> I'll do any sort of inspection that I can in this room. If there's anything beyond just sure. your basic herbs that I might find. Uh, you take a, look, take a look around the room, and really there's nothing of value unless you need an herb of some sort. I personally don't feel like I need, actually. Is there anything poisonous? I'll poison tip my arrows. Give me a nature check. Sure. And do you have? Are you proficient with poison crafting kits? Um, probably not. But uh, mm-hmm. I rolled a fifteen with what you asked me to roll. Okay. So yeah, you find uh, you find three plants that you actually remember from uh, Televastral in the Rivers End area. You find a a spider leaf, which has if but which you know if you use correctly and you can alchemically create. Um, it has like a spider-like poison att- uh, damage added to it. Cool. And then you also find a... I would like to pitch an idea here with you. Sure. You can say whatever you want as far as the poisons go, but can we just say that I have so many poison-tipped arrows at the end of this that we'll do maybe a plus one You or don't whatever. know how to make poison. Oh. You only know that these, pa- these so plants I'm, are poisonous. So you're just strictly giving me plants. Yes. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> you find a speckled tongue plant, which you believe has a stunning effect if used properly. And is surprisingly what I believe to be the cure to purple tongue. <laughs> ah. And you find a rock plant. Rock plant oh, my favorite. It's two separate things. What is a rock plant? It beats scissors. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Way better than scissor plants. Gotcha. It has a very, like, crusty leaf, and it flakes kind of like a crystal. And you believe that if used properly, it can have a blinding effect. Cool. Anyone else want to do anything in the garden room? I was going to investigate, maybe look for any healing. All right, give me a nature check. Stuff, or maybe spell reversing stuff. Um, you said nature. Mm-hmm. Sorry, 13. So you look around the room, and the only thing that you recognize is a heart rose. A heart rose is used in healing potions. Anyone else? Not in this room. All right. So, Felomir, where do you want to go? Um, I would like to search, I believe, the reagent room. Okay. For anything that was 
on that list of items that I found when I went back to Ladrelda. Oh, Aaron's white orb list? Yeah, I want to look for anything <laughs> on the white orb list. Mm. All right, so what you got? Uh, well, I have holy water. Uh, you don't see that. Diamond dust. You do see diamond dust. I would like to procure that. All right, you grab a flask of diamond dust. A shard of black glass. You have a shard of black glass. This motherfucker's going to make a white orb. Not right now. All right. A harpy heart. There is a harpy heart. There just happens to be a harpy heart. I this, think we finally thing. figured out the purpose of all this shit. Wow. <laughs> um, the tooth of a frost giant. There is a tooth of the frost giant. A griffin's claw. There is a griffin's claw. And I have one un- illegible ingredient remaining. You have one unknown ingredient. Unknown ingredient. He doesn't. He thinks that there is one more reagent required, but he doesn't know what it is. So you're missing holy water and that unknown reagent. Would I have any clues to lead me to believe that I would know what that ingredient is? Not currently. Okay. Well, then I will just gather all those things and put them in a pouch. All right. In my possessions. Anyone else? Not in this room. Okay. I'm straight. I'll be in the uh, in the gym room. I'm assuming <laughs> we're going. Oh, the, I thought you meant like in the gym. I'm at the gym lifting weights. Getting some swole on. Yeah, where all the mages yeah, yeah. get their exercise. The one room that is not here. <laughs> it's a five by five room, and it's just got like two dumbbells on there. Yeah. There's like some Flintstone style treadmills and ellipticals and stuff. A GameCube. It's a bunch of five pound weights, so everyone can just use mage hands. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you said you're going to like the jewel room? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you go in there and you just start piling just stuff. Start like piling shit in my bag. <laughs> you pile a lot of stuff into your bag. Anyone else? Um, should we head back to the crossroads and maybe explore the other hallway? That we should. I believe so. Hey, 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 companions. Here's another mid-roll for you. Just coming and talk to you for a minute about this episode, I guess, a little bit. But I guess really what I want to talk about first is I haven't really done this in a while. So just so you know, we don't really pay for any kind of advertising or anything like that. We want you to share this podcast with your friends. Just convince one of your friends to give us a listen. Maybe they don't like us. Maybe they will. Who knows? But you know there's a lot of theories that could possibly be going on and mysteries with the Four Orbs campaign and story. And we're about to start unveiling a lot of them. So maybe you can get your friends to start listening and maybe even they'll binge listen and catch up for the end of Act 2, which is coming up as well. We probably have three, maybe four more episodes of this act. And man, I, we recorded it a couple weeks ago, finished up the recording for Act 2 a couple weeks ago. I am so excited to get to editing those episodes. There are so many things that happen still. And just this one little place, this Academy of Planar Learning. And I'm so, 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 so excited for this to come to an end for you. So tell your friends about us. We're on Spotify now after a whole debacle that Apple podcast threw at all the podcasters out there in the world. We I went ahead and just pushed through and got, got us on Spotify. Thankfully, Spotify made it a lot easier in the last couple months. If you have Spotify and you're still dealing with some podcast app that you don't like, switch over to Spotify. Give us a listen there. But keep in mind, we still love to see your Apple podcast reviews and other reviews that are on other on other podcast apps. And I know Spotify doesn't have a way of reviewing podcasts yet, but if you find a way that you can review us and want to tell us about tell us what you think about us, then drop drop it. And if it's on a weird podcast app that I might not know about, 
you know, send me a screenshot of it on Twitter or something. Let us know so we can share it with other people. We have a Q&A coming up at the end of Acts 2. We're going to do another roundtable for the players. If there's anything you want to ask the players or what their players are thinking for their characters, or if you want to ask me anything about the story, that wouldn't be too much of a spoiler. Keep in mind, you should be writing those questions down. Maybe they'll get answered in the next couple episodes. Maybe they won't, and you want me to kind of address it. Well, we'll be looking for you to submit those questions to us in the coming weeks after releasing Act 2. But for now, we have a little promo here for you for a podcast called Westerns and Wagons. You should check them out. Bye, guys. This is a tale of four unlikely heroes. Sequel, she wanders the land, boasting that she never visits the same town twice. Josiah Black, he's rarely seen without a shovel, as though he likes to remind people what his job is and where they're headed. Deputy Sheriff, a black dragonborn who is on a quest of vengeance. Lakoa, the half-orc druid, she serves as the town's mystical consultant and healer. On a quest to find a blood-draining monster and save the town of the quiet. Along the way, they'll run into trouble such as the law, monsters, villains, and wild cards. Join Westerns and Wagons at high noon every Monday to follow along with their Wild West tale as they seek justice, righteousness, and adventure. You can find them wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. As you head towards this hallway, will you continue walking in the same walking order? I think it y'all came up with Astra, Keth, Doroth, Finch, and Felomir as the walking order. Sounds good to me. Yep. Sure. All right. So you walk over to these other doors. As you walk across, the door on your left says Apprentice Ishar. There's a little nameplate on it where like the nameplate kind of slides into a little slot. And then on the right, the door says Adept Ryman. There's three more doors down the hallway. Do you want to continue past these or do you want to check these out? Go look and see if there's nameplates on the other ones as well. Okay. Mm -hmm. As you walk further down the hallway, the next one on your left has an empty name slot. The next one on your right says Initiate Theron. And then the last door on the left says Acolyte Thalinar. These appear to be living quarters. I see. Hey, Astra, can you open one of these with your magic hand? Sure. I guess I'll open whichever one's closest to me. Well, there's three on the left and one on two on the right. You'll have walked down the hallway, so I don't know which one's closest to you. All right. I'll do the first one on the left. All right. First one on the left. You open up Apprentice Ishar's room, and when you look inside, you see a 10 by 15 foot room with a bedroom layout and a small desk and chest of drawers. I actually looked up chest of drawers. It's not Chester Dwarves. It's chest of dwarves. What the hell? Drawers. Are you serious? Yes. Yeah. Chest of drawers. That's I've always wow. heard it. I've always heard Chester drawers. Me too. <laughs> Chester drawers? I can't yeah. say I've ever heard that. Yeah, me either. That's, that's the way my family always. Oh, look in the Chester drawer in the middle. Like, yeah. No, it's a chest full of, it's a chest with drawers in it. Interesting. Look, man. I'm with you, Adam. Yeah. I'm with you. You know, it's the same thing where like you live with your family until a certain age where you start going to school and then you mm -hmm. realize, oh, my family is weird for these reasons. Like, you don't know that. Until, I think it's like, great. I love that shit. <laughs> Chester drawers. You start to get yeah, out in the Chester world and see how different fucking things are and how <laughs> it's weird like Mike you are. Mike his mom else. saying like fun instead of like hell. Uh -huh. And yeah. he's like, yeah, like fun. I'm gonna go to the mall with my <laughs> right, friends. Right, guys. Right. <laughs> wow. So yeah, in this, there's a 15 by 10 
bedroom here with a small desk, chest of drawers. The desk has an inkwell and pen along with some written and blank parchments. There's also a journal amongst the papers. I'll go in and investigate the desk. All right. Uh, give me an investigation check. Uh, 17. Roll a D100 for me. Wow. Oh, shit. Uh, 66. You find a potion of climbing in the desk, in the drawer of the desk. Nice. I don't know what that does. All right. <laughs> going to be like Dorit's potion where I just climb everything from now on. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not walking. I'm just climbing the floor. Potion of climbing. When you drink this potion, you gain a climbing speed equal to your walking speed for one hour. You get advantage on things, blah, 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 blah. Cool. Is there anything else y'all want to do while this is happening? Y'all just standing in the doorway watching? I would like to investigate another room. All right. Uh, The one without a nameplate. The one without a nameplate. Yes. All right. So y'all see Felomir, like, y'all are, like, watching Astra for a second, and then Felomir doesn't say a word and just kind of walks away to it and, like, opens up another door. I'll, like, I'll look at the three of them and just shrug and then walk to another door. <laughs> I'm going to cross my arms and just put my back against the wall and stand there. All right. Because Dorothy is not like mages anymore. <laughs> Felomir, uh, you walk and you open up the door to this nameplateless room. And you see a 10 by 10 room with a bedroom layout. A small desk sits next to the bed with a chair, and a trunk sits at the foot of the bed. There is a stack of blank parchment and an empty journal along with a fresh, unbent book called The School of Planar Learning, like the one you found in the front room. I will investigate the chest of drawers. All right, give me an investigation check. 13. Give me a D100 roll. 82. Hmm. I don't think I've ever seen that face before. Uh, change race potion. Give, <laughs> <laughs> give me a D100 roll. 28. Just so we're keeping up, this is a D100 roll for a D100 roll. It's like double overtime. <laughs> you find a spell scroll of Longstrider. First level spell scroll for Longstrider. Wow. Good for you, dude. What is Longstrider? It makes you move faster. Oh. Yeah, I think it, like, triples your movement speed or something. Something like that. I don't know. Probably going to need it now that you're getting old as fuck. (laughs) Rude. You're going to have to keep up, old man. (laughs) Is that one of the scrolls that you can, like, copy to your book? I don't know. I don't know anything about copying. No spells and no books. If it's a ritual spell, I can copy it into my uh, tome. It's like a walking cane, but instead of tennis balls on the front, it's all wheels, so you just slap it. It does not appear to be a ritual spell. You touch a creature, the target speed increases by 10 until the spell ends. Wow. All right. Um, And you said there's a desk as well? There is. I would like to also investigate the desk. All right. So you take some time to investigate the desk, and all you really find is all this blank parchment and this book, and that's really it. And you said the journal was empty as well? The journal is also empty. Okay. It appears that this room was set up for the next acolyte to come in, but there's not another acolyte. No acolyte ever came in. A vacant room. A vacant room. All right. What about you, Captain Finch? What are y'all doing while you see Astra and Felomir investigating rooms and Dorothy just leaning against a wall? So I'll kind of like follow uh, Philomir to the empty room and just kind of look in and watch him open up the chest of drawers and grab the potion. And then I'll run to Acolyte Thalamar's room and, and run in and throw the uh, the chest of drawers open. 
<laughs> All right. Uh, give me a investigation check. 20. So as you walk into the room, you have you see a small desk that's next to the bed with a chair and a trunk that sits at the foot of the bed. So there's no chest of drawers, so I'm assuming you're going for the trunk? Yeah. All right. Uh, so you open up the trunk, and you see a couple things. Uh, give me a D100 roll. 76. Give me another D100 roll. 48. You find a scroll of disguise self. Cool. You actually also find a dwarven warhammer in the trunk. Sweet. It's very elegant, very decorated. Seems to be of noble use, nobility. I'll uh, I'll pick it up, see how it weighs, and kind of swing it around and, and nod. It's a plus two dwarven warhammer. Oh shit. I'll just uh, give a big toothy orc grin and walk walk back into the hallway. Well, right before you walk away from the trunk, you see one more thing. You find a silver and white swirly rock just kind of sitting in the bottom of the trunk. And it was like right next to the hammer. So it was kind of hidden until you picked up the hammer. Okay. I'll uh, like as I'm turning away to walk away, I'll look back and see that. Then I'll, oh, what's this? And I'll reach down and pick it up. As soon as you touch it, you're thrown against the wall. Everybody, you hear Keth scream from his room. Keth, as you look up towards the trunk, you see four undead jumping out of the trunk, and they're pouncing towards you. Everyone give me initiatives. Keth, the zombies attack. 15? No. Definitely not that one. Definitely not that one. Definitely not that one. So these four zombies pop out of the trunk real, like, almost kind of like an illusion type way, where they just kind of form in this, like, spectrum of, like, gray and white and brown colors. And then they just kind of morph into existence right in front of you, and they all start swiping at you. And you just dodge quickly, moving left and right, like in a boxing match. And then Astra, it is your turn. Okay, I'm going to hear Keth scream and shove everything into my pockets, whatever I was doing, and yell, Keth! And then run into the other room. Okay, so uh, you run into the hallway, and it's a five-foot narrow hallway, and Finch is standing in front of you. Do you want to hold, or do you want to run past him? No, I'm going to run past him. Okay, and when you get to the doorway, you see four zombies in this room with uh, Keth, and they're all just kind of swiping at him and while he's in the corner, but he's in the corner that's away from the door, so he can't get to you. So it's the zombies are between you and him. Okay. Can I take an action? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to pull out my mace of turning and swipe at the closest one. All right. Give me the attack. 16. That's a hit. Cool. 1d6 plus 3 and 2d8. Yep. So that's 6 plus... 14? Yeah. 6 plus 14. So 20. 20 damage. All right. You rush to the doorway, and the first zombie that's just kind of standing right there in front of you, you just kind of smack him in the side of his head because he's not looking at you, and he just disintegrates into ash and just kind of falls to the ground. Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) We'll say that I do a battle cry, but it's much cooler than... Give it to us. No. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Kath, it's your turn. I'll uh, I'll see that and feel emboldened, and I'll pop up and uh, smash whatever the next closest one is. All right, with the uh, with the warhammer and 
14 and 26. Both hit. Cool. Using it with one hand, so I've got my shield up. All right. 15 damage. You take your war hammer, and you just kind of swipe it in one big hit, and you hit the one that's, like, closest to the wall, and you just slam him against the wall, and his body just crumbles in, like, where you hit him in the abdomen, and he's just, like, in two halves of the ground but not moving. Nice. Finch! I'll say that, like, after Felomir's, like, shoulder shrug, I was going to try and open one of the doors. So maybe, like, my hand's right on the knob as Asher runs by me. Sure. Which will grab my attention. So then after hearing, you know, Keth yell. So I'll also run down there. All right. Uh, you kind of squeeze into the doorway as best you can. You see two zombies still standing in the room. With um, how tight this fight seems to be, I'm just going to shoot an arrow because it seems safest with my sharpshooter feet. All right. Yeah, I'll let you kind of... Uh, get next to Astra and then poke into the door and release an arrow if you want. All right. Yeah, I'm just going to use my longbow here. 22! <laughs> 22 is a hit. Seven damage. All right. You release an arrow and it hits the zombie like square in its abdomen. It doesn't react to the impact like almost at all. Mm-hmm. Doroth. All right. So I'm down the hall. I'm seeing what's going on. Maybe I reacted like maybe in shock a little bit with hearing Kev scream. I'm going to just plop my back off the wall and casually walk down to where Finch is and just put my hand on his shoulder and just go, you can be a superstar too. And uh, you get a bardic inspiration die. Oh, thanks, you man. Get a, uh, here, you get my pink D8 <laughs> to use at some point within the next 10 minutes. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to use Vicious Mockery because I cannot see into that room but I know whatever's in that room can hear me. Yep, and you can also hear... Well, that's what I'm going to direct my vicious mockery at. <laughs> Among the mages, an untrustworthy crew, in all of their robes, they smell of doo-doo. <laughs> and what do they make? A wisdom save. And I got a 11. Oh, they failed. So they're going to take 2d4 damage. That's going to be 5 and also disadvantage on attack rolls for their next turn. Very good. So we'll say it was the closest one to you? Yeah. All right. And what was the damage again, you said? Five. Kath and Astra, you see this zombie just go, <laughs> and its head's just kind of like being thrown around everywhere. Uh, but it's kind of like focuses in again and gets ready to attack you, Kath. He swipes his hand for a 12. Nope. And then the other one kind of pushes him to the side and tries to get to you. For a 15. Nope. And... Pelomir. Um. <laughs> it's like a really cluttered hallway. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm just going to stick my head out the door. Be like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> and that's my turn. All right. Uh, and then we're back at the top of the order, which is going to be Astra. There's just one There's or two? two left. One has been uh, hit twice, once with an arrow and once with some sort of psychic attack. Who knows what it could have been? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to swing at, I guess, the not damaged one Okay. with my mace of turning. Uh, 17. That's a hit. Um, 15. 15 damage? Yes. All right. Sorry. You uh, rush forward like to like the midpoint of the room and just bring your mace into the head of this zombie, and it just falls to ash. Mm. A mace of turning's doing work. 
And then we're going to be on Keth. And I'll swing my Warhammer. Twice. Uh, 19 and an 11. The 11 misses. Nine. But that is enough. You take your Warhammer and you just kind of slam it into its chest and it gets flung across the room and crumbles against the wall as it's getting thrown there. And uh, combat's over. Is there any point in me hanging on to uh, Doroth's die that he gave me the Bardic Inspiration now that the combat is over? If we run into something within the next 10 minutes, you can still use it. Okay. Also, I mean, it works on ability checks as well, right? Yeah, it's not just attack rolls. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah cool, it's cool. attack rolls, ability checks, and saving throws, I want to say. So if any one of those is made in the next 10 minutes, you can use that. Keth, what happened? Oh, I don't know. I just... There was a big shiny rock in there, and I picked it up, and then Undead popped out of the chest. But check out this cool Warhammer I found. <laughs> I'm going to go over to the trunk and look at the rock. There's not a rock in there anymore. Oh, damn it. I thought maybe this was the missing component that Felomir needed. I <laughs> <laughs> know. Mm. Uh, well, I don't see any rock, but I guess that is a cool Warhammer. Yeah, I wonder what I'm going to name it. Hmm. Like the Spine Shatter. I'll have to think on it. Like, threw it o- over my shoulder. All right. So, Felomir, Finch, and Doroth, you're in the hallway as Asher and Keth are discussing these zombies. What was that? What was what? I mean, there was just zombies, I guess. Somehow, Keth invoked some to come to life, and it was only four. And so, you know, I mean, I don't think it's anything to really be that concerned about. Uh, there was a stone, it sounds like, and now it's gone, right? Yeah, I found a rock. Keth found a rock. I'll walk into the hallway and say, <laughs> and say, but look at this really cool Warhammer I found. Oh, that's uh, quite lovely. Yes, a rock? Yeah, it was like a little swirly looking rock, and I bent down to pick it up, and then Undead popped out of the chest. And then and then Astra came in, and she bashed him, just like I taught her. Yep. It's quite uh, lovely. Very. Is the rock still there? No. Hmm. All right. How could a rock just disappear? I guess it was a... Bell of some sort. It's a magic rock and turned into zombies. Based off of what you told me, it was some sort of conjuration spell. Yeah, or maybe a trap that did what it intended to do and then disappeared. Don't touch people's belongings, y'all. Yeah, we've. <laughs> this has been established. <laughs> All right, so there's two more rooms. There's Adept Ryman and Initiate Theron. I would like to walk. I'm going to say that I was going to try the Adept Ryan because I believe it was the second door in the order. All right. And so that's where my hand was before I my attention was okay. diverted. Yeah, so that would like be the, uh, yeah, that would be the first room on the right. So you open up the door to that one, and it's a 20 by 15 foot room used as a small office and bedroom. Inside is a large armoire, a chest of drawers, a large desk with two chairs in front and one behind, and a bookshelf. I would like to take the armoire. <laughs> All right, give me an investigation check to, bon to go through the room. <laughs> I would like to check the armoire. <laughs> 10. Give me a D100 roll. 93. Give me another D100 roll. <laughs> so what I'm waiting for is a time where we roll a number where you go back behind the curtain and pull out some, like, old tome. <laughs> 89. 
You find a spell scroll at the bottom of this armoire. The like rack at the top has a bunch of just random clothes all throughout the armoire. But at the very bottom is just a little spell scroll. And it's a spell scroll of Melf's Acid Arrow. Melf's? Like possessive? Yes. Melf's Acid Arrow. Mom's Everyone so, likes to just so, <laughs> just so that I personally am clear, is this like a spell thing where I'm gonna have to like cast to make a, a thing an arrow like aesthetic arrow, or is it something where it's like ingredients I can just go craft this now? No, no, no. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a spell called Melf's Acid Arrow. It just like shoots a acid arrow. Is this something that I can actually use? So mm, you use the know. scroll once, I'm assuming. Yeah. 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 Okay. You read it and then it casts a spell. <laughs> um. I'm going to go, Felomir, there's a bookshelf in here. <laughs> he runs in. I'm going to uh, make a sigh and then walk over. <laughs> well, I at least know there wasn't a bookshelf in the last room and that there wasn't in the first room either because I've been in both now. All right. So are you investigating the room with him, Felomir? Yes, I will go to the bookshelf. All right. Give me a D100 roll. You need an investigation? or I'm sorry. Yeah, an investigation <laughs> roll. Critmas. <laughs> you look around and you're just like completely distracted with everything and don't even attempt to look around. You just kind of walk out the room like, I don't see anything I want to do yeah. in here. These are books, all right. Yeah. yeah. You're like, I'm tired. Didn't look anything <laughs> special to me either. Um, I'll check. There you said there's like a trunk and I'll check whatever else is in there before I walk out. All right. Yeah. I'll give you one more investigation check for the room. Cool. Um, and you can add that, that D8 to it. Oh, shit. If you want. Might as well. 19. All right. Give me a D100 roll. 29. And then give me one more D100 roll. 93. You find a potion. It's a clearish potion with like a little bit of white speckles in it. It looks a lot like the invisibility potions you were given back in Gamore whenever y'all were about to go into the darkness. Mm-hmm. But the speckles kind of throw you off, and you're not really sure what's going on there. So it's not, like, labeled or anything? Nope. Just looks like an invisibility potion to you with some speckles in it. Okay. Before Keth got attacked, um, I was going to say that I was going to check out the chest of drawers in my room. Okay. Which room was that? The first one on the left, the A one. Okay. Yeah, you check out the drawers and you don't find anything. In there. So there is one more room remaining, and it is Initiate Theron's. After um, finding nothing in the bookcase in Finch's room, I will um, enter the last remaining room. All right. So you enter the last remaining room. It's a 15 by 15 bedroom setup with a slightly nice sized desk against the wall with two chairs in front of it. Give me a investigation check. 12. As you look around the room, there's like a small little nightstand, and on top of the nightstand is a small silver band that works as a bracelet. I will go pick it up. All right. Wow. Is it magical? It is. Wow. (laughs) It is, uh, it glows with a orange aura. Enchantment. I'm going to put it on. So you put it on, and you kind of like move it around on your wrist, and then all of a sudden it just kind of feels stuck. Uh Oh. (laughs) <laughs> I'm gonna try to like yank it off. Uh, you try to yank it off, and you can't get it off. <laughs> uh oh. Is he like Tim Allen all of a sudden? <laughs> oh. <laughs> you wanna give me an arcana check? Yeah. All right. Bellamere is having a bad time. <laughs> oh no. Nine. All right. Even though it's stuck, it feels like it's empowering you. Like maybe it gives you a bonus, a plus one to all attack rolls. But it's very possessive. But I don't want to let go of you. 
Oh, hmm. Interesting. Alright. Well, um, I guess I'll I'll go ahead and check out the rest of the nightstand. Alright. Is there anything in the drawers? I'll give you one more investigation check for the room. Six. Uh, give me a D100 roll. 39. You find a potion of healing. Lesser? Just regular. So 2D4 plus 2. Okay. And then y'all all gather back into the hallway, and y'all look at each other. It seems y'all have investigated all the rooms, and... I heard Felomir, or Finch, tell Felomir about the books. Okay. I wanted to go see if I could find any books about divination. Okay, sure. Yeah, you go investigate uh, Finch's room that he was investigating. Hey, 20. So as you are looking through the bookcase, you don't actually see anything about divination. Uh, but as you pull a book off to look at it, there's something hiding behind it. Give me a D100 roll. Hmm. Interesting. 51. And then give me one more D100 roll. 65. And then a D20. Five. You find a spell scroll that's just kind of rolled up behind the books. It's got a little title at the top that you take a second to try to understand and read. The handwriting is almost impossible to read, but you make the words out. Mirage Arcane. This is a seventh level spell scroll. Damn. Of illusion magic. You make terrain in in an area up to one mile square. Look, sound, smell, and even feel like some other sort of terrain. Very cool. (laughs) Very, very cool. The terrain's general shape remains the same. However, open fields of a road could be made to resemble a swamp, hill, crevasse, or some other difficult or impassable terrain. There's a bunch of stuff going on here. So it says seem, but does that mean like, so if we were in like a battle, could she just like, and now we're in a swamp and everyone's like wading through like waist deep water or is it would it just seem that way, but we're all still moving regularly? It just seems that way. And it lasts for 10 days. Jesus Christ. The illusion includes audible, visual, tactile, and olfactory? Olfactory? Like smell. Smell. Is that how you say it? Olfactory? Olfactory. Weird. Old factory. Old factory elements. That's what it says. No, it's it's old factory. Old uh, factory. So it can turn clear ground into difficult terrain or vice versa, or otherwise impede movement through the area. Any piece of the illusory terrain, such as a rock or a stick, that is removed from the spell's area disappears immediately. So just hypothetically speaking, say we were in a horrible snowy tundra, we could just have fun in the sun for 10 days. Ah. <laughs> Seems that way. Oh my god! <laughs> but we wouldn't really be in the sun. It would just—we would think would, we were. It in would the feel sun. like it. If it can hinder your movement, it sounds that it does actually change. I mean, it, it so. includes audible, visual, tactile, and olfactory. So I would say that old factory. If you, if you turn <laughs> flat ground into waist deep swamp, that people will be walking through waist deep swamp. I mean, that's kind of how I'm interpreting it at the first read. I mean, but what's the radius or whatever? It's a square mile. Square mile. Square mile. For 10 days. That's a vacation spell. <laughs> Hang on to that one. It's good stuff. Mm. Might be able to show Velmir what's up with that one. Treasure rooms, y'all. All right, now I'm going back to the hallway. I tire of these mages. Can we be done here? I'm about ready to go up the stairs to the next... Uh, you said that was up a level. Just up. No. Just well, you said up, which led me to believe up, Dave. What the? We should not go up. We should go that way. <laughs> Tired of trying and being laughed at. <laughs> all right, so you're all going to move down the hallway? Yeah. 
Yes. Yes. Are we changing the marching order? No. Whatever. So Astra, Kath, Doroth, Finch, Velomir? Yep. All right. So as you start to walk down the hallway and you're getting close to that turn, that left-hand turn, you're just about to the corner, Astra, and I need a dexterity save. 17. Kath, just before this happens, you feel that that weird sensation you felt right before the building started falling whenever you first entered Saraville. Mm-hmm. And then Felomir, as you're looking down the hallway, it just comes into vision. There's this yellow aura coming from behind the wall. And you look quickly and you don't see any kind of secret doors or any kind of seams or anything. There's just this wall and it just burst open right to the right of Ashton. Oh, shit. Asher, you take 38. Yeah, I'm going to die again, you guys. Mm-hmm. 38 bludgeoning damage as this wall to your right bursts into shrapnel of rocks and shards. A shield guardian, like the two at the front door, springs from behind the wall, smashing you between him and the wall across from him. You fall backwards to your group, and he takes a defensive stance in the hallway, carrying a tower shield that takes up 75% of the hallway. Give me initiatives. Adidas outfit. Thank you. I went to the mall today because I finally had time. How is the mall? It's the same. Really? It's no, I don't like it. I've heard there's been lots of improvements. There have, but yeah. I mean, still shitty people. Yeah, <laughs> it's still the mall. <laughs> I don't like the new mall management. It does look nice though. Yeah, it does look nice, but same stores and shit. Yeah, I haven't been in so long. Yeah, last time I went was probably with Dave to CD when she was still working at that Starbucks. <laughs> oh my god! It's been that long. Couple of years. Yeah, I remember one time I went to the mall and Dave worked at PacSun and he showed me <laughs> how to bar lace my shoes. I don't ever remember Dave at PacSun. <laughs> yeah, I don't even. You worked at PacSun? I think it was Journey actually. Journeys, yeah. yeah. Mm. All those say. stores are the same to me. Oh, I only know Panera Bread, Dave. That's the earliest Dave I know. I remember when you and Steven came into the. I think all three of y'all came in to play DDR when I was working at the arcade. Yep, Do we have yep. a video There is a video. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, we saw that recently. Yeah. 